Welcome to a new world of entertainment. The Ultimate Film and Television Podcast. Featuring Mike Winkler. Alistair Engelhart. Daniel English. From Condiment Games, Jeremy Larson. And Jason Kabasi. Created by friends. All film lovers. We feature in-depth podcast discussions and celebrity interviews. Subscribe to our podcast on all major platforms. Welcome to the Lights, Camera, Action Entertainment Reviews Podcast. Welcome in, everybody, to a special episode of Lights, Camera, Action Entertainment Reviews. Jason and I decided to do a special episode on the upcoming movie trailers that are coming out uh, for movies within the next six months and uh, break them down. Yes, we did, and I'm looking forward to it. Let's see what we got up on the list here. All right. Well, first things first, there's a movie that we're going to show a trailer for that comes out next week that I already know that Jason is not enthused about whatsoever. He and I have talked about this many times. And oh. He knows what's coming, don't you? Just play it. Here we go, everybody. First trailer. The world has a way of changing. Change too. I know some people they would die for me. There are moments that separate us. But we always come back together. We heard y'all needed a little love out here. <laughs> y'all ever thought about the wild missions we've been on? We've taken out planes, trains, tanks. I'm not gonna even think about the submarines. <laughs> And now we got cars flying in the air. Who is he? Jacob is Dom's brother. It's a long time, Dom. Little brother. You always say never turn your back on family, but you turned your back on me. Now your little family is in my world. Whatever's on you. Is you ready? It's on us. Are you ready? He's got his own private army. We need help. No way. Is you ready? Oh, whole squad ready. So how do y'all want to play this? Fast. We're going. Oh, we're going. Oh, whole squad, whole squad ready. Okay, this is a bad time to mention this, but I don't drive. <laughs> Brother against brother. This should be interesting. But could you kill him? Are you bright for me, would you, darling? Crank it all the way up. We the soldiers. 
Okay, Jace, let's discuss it. Do we have to? Yes, we have to discuss it because this is what the episode is. So give me your honest to God thoughts on it. This is what the show is all about. My honest to God thoughts about this? Oh, we've discussed this repeatedly over the last few podcasts Mm -hmm. about what my honest to God thoughts about this are. I know. I know. About how this this trailer just showed that the series has gone completely away from, you know, what it was supposed to be this entire time. Yeah, I know. They've gone away from the car racing, and, and that's something that I know they've done. The only reason why I still enjoy these movies is because they're they're just dumb fun. They're just because they're you're a fun. sociopath? Who why enjoys does it make pain? You, a sociopath? you enjoy pain. My, oh, you're a masochist then. Whatever. You you enjoy the pain way too much. The only thing, pain? the only thing that I considered redeeming about this was the fact that I was not expecting to see that uh, John Cena was playing the main antagonist of this film. I thought he was just going to be another supporting person in the series. Yeah, he's I was not expecting him to another. play this film's main villain. Yeah, I mean, I, the only thing, probably, a problem that I think I have with it is that we're seeing this mention of Dom's brother, but we've never had a mention of a brother before in the other movies, I don't think. Which so, we'll probably end up getting a reason as to that um, at some point here in the film. I hope so, because I, 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 it, it kind of made it a little more acceptable that this is a fast movie, because it was just that was a surprise factor I wasn't expecting. Well, our good old Jeremy Larson makes a comment and says, they may have been better starting a new franchise than start sticking to the same script. They, I mean, you are not wrong, Jeremy. If they would have started a new franchise after Tokyo Drift, because we all know after Tokyo Drift, it, they started straying completely away from what the Fast franchise was. My favorite Fast movie actually still is Tokyo Drift, and I get a lot of shit for that, but you know what? That movie is actually true to Fast and Furious form. And I don't know why people give it so much shit and they're willing to give the sequels a pass, but shit on Tokyo Drift. Too Fast, Too Furious. That's all I'm saying. No, no. If Too Fast, Too Furious is your favorite movie, then you lose all credibility for a fast discussion. No, no. 
no. Good. I never no. wanted to have a fast discussion to begin with. Well, good. I'm gl- I'm I'm glad because I don't even want to have that discussion and talk about too fast, too furious. Okay, so we definitely uh, differ on Fast and Furious, but this movie here might interest you. Okay, none of you are my child. Has anyone seen Miri? are fighting a war 30 years in the future. Is this a joke? Our enemy is not human. We need you to fight. You got drafted. I will be back. Why is this happening? What about the teacher's deferment and the veteran's deferment? If I don't go, they're going to draft you in my place. But if something does happen to me, you and Miri will be taken care of. If something happens to you, Dan, 70% of draftees do not return. Sometimes a man does what's best for his family, not himself. Move your shirt, please. Wait, what's this for? It's just a test. Oh, a seatbelt. Was it a driving test? No, you don't have jokes in the future? Ah! This device facilitates your jump to and from the future war. One minute to jump. Oh, here, buddy. Take that. You just look around like that. How are you so calm? Long story. Be yeah, ex-military? Yeah. Kind of a short story, I guess. Three, two, one. In 11 months' time, all human beings in the future will be wiped from the face of the Earth. Unless you help us. I was trying to save my daughter. If I got to save the world to save her, then I'm going to do it. This is the end. The human species will disappear from the face of the Earth. We are literally living on borrowed time. There's still a chance that we can stop this war from ever happening. So we gotta fight. Well, it's nice knowing you. Okay, that movie's interesting. Yeah, that that's actually really interesting. I'm I might have to give that a watch. I didn't see there being an alien angle until that last scene. I didn't think that there was aliens involved in it really at all. Well, you kind of got the gist that that was the case uh, throughout the trailer. Mm-hmm. Like you could kind of pick up on that hint. Um, you know, obviously, thirty years from the future. Uh, there's people are apparently coming through with, uh, you know, they're fighting a war. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole, you know, in 11 months time, the entire human race essentially wiped out. Like that kind of gives a little bit of a hint there. I, I'm actually kind of surprised this movie is coming out on Amazon prime. Now it wasn't initially supposed to, it was supposed to be an in theaters film and Amazon had bought the rights to the film to play it on Prime because of COVID. Now we're at a point where 
obviously they probably could have put it in theaters because theaters have reopened and such. And the movie looks so big and grand. I'm kind of disappointed now that I won't get to see it in the theater. I, yeah, I can understand that, but maybe they're trying, they're trying to figure out where the balance is for this. That's true. Jeremy comments yet again, says, going to call it now. The aliens are actually human beings being super affected by all the time travel nonsense. Hmm. I mean, it's a possibility, but then again, it could also be that, you know, the aliens are actually the real uh, human dinosaur hybrids that Jurassic World had. Oh, we're going to go back to the Jurassic Park. This is not the Jurassic Park conversation. That comes later. I called it. You called... I've run out of words to even describe how I want to go with that. Okay, so we'll move past. But, yeah, I mean, but I, I am kind of looking forward to seeing this film. Yeah, I think it actually looks interesting. Um, it's Chris depending Pratt. on depending on how the film plays out. Like after my first viewing of it, mm-hmm. will really give me a feel of could this have been a big motion picture release. Like for theaters, well, I want to I mean, get that first watch in to see. Like, am I going to be disappointed that I didn't get the experience of watching this in the theater, or is this going to be one of those? Yeah, this could. This was the right option. Well, I guess it'll be interesting to find out too that if like what the ending of the film is, is there franchise opportunities, um, and how does Amazon weigh if this is worth continuing into a franchise if we don't have money coming in for? For movie theaters. Well, let's talk about this real quick, Mike. It is, like you said, a Chris Pratt film. Mm-hmm. Chris Pratt seems to only put his name on, and like in films that have a franchise potential. Uh, potential, like Guardians, like of like the entire MCU, like Jurassic Park. Or Jurassic World. Well, I can already in the trailer kind of see where there could be franchise potential. There could be a continuing storyline that lingers with the time travel or the aliens taking over the Earth and the humans have to fight back. There's a lot of potential here that there could be a franchise. Yeah, there is. And I kind of actually think that they might end up going this route. So we'll have to wait and see on that. We'll have to find out. All right. So our next film, ladies and gentlemen, is... The Forever Purge. The annual purge will conclude in three, two, one. Thank you for your participation. We survived. All police and emergency services have been reinstated. All crime, including murder, is now illegal. Come on, let's get to work. One night only. Rest of the year is peaceful. Nobody hear the sirens? 
There's no crime anymore. Anything goes. You rich can't hide behind your steel walls no more. Powerless. How's that feel? This is the real purge. The forever purge! Hurry up! They're coming! Come on! Follow me! There's nowhere safe to go. No way to get help. Oh my god. We gotta find another way to get out of here. country's gonna collapse. Mexico was opening its borders for the next six hours. Let's go. We're in this together. late okay i'm on board with that movie i'm on board i've said it before i'll say it again and i'll keep saying it until either the end of time or the day i die um mm -hmm. a franchise a horror franchise needs to realize when exactly it is hitting too much when it, they realize that they are getting to the point where this is becoming stale. We've said this in the Saw franchise repeatedly over and over again as we've discussed that uh, series. And we realize our mistakes when Jigsaw came out. Well, there's two things. Um, oh, wait, no, sorry, not Jigsaw, Spiral. Um, that discussion's coming. Uh, but... I have a very big issue with this franchise now because I feel like this franchise hit that mark of mm -hmm. this was an ending point back mm -hmm. in back in the purge election year. It's funny you bring that up because I felt like election year was a good fitting conclusion to the series number one. Number two, when they released the first Purge after that, I felt like that was an unneeded film because I thought that the first Purge movie did a good enough job explaining what the Purge was. We didn't need to see the very first Purge. Um, and now this movie, it's like I enjoy the Purge movies, but at the same time, I thought I mean, election year did wrong. enough. Like the, the Purge movies are fine, but I've lost interest, and I'm and it's getting to the point where why am I doing this to myself? After election year, it's after the first purge came out, and I watched that. I'm just like, okay, this didn't really do much at all for me here. I'm well, getting that same feeling just watching the trailer for this. I guess my first question would be: is like, if if we're going to continue the purge for no good reason in this film after election year, then what's to stop them from continuing making purge after purge after purge? If it's that easy to just say. Hey, by the way, we're going to start the purge back up again just because we feel like it. You know what's going to determine that? This. Mm-hmm. Money. If there's still box office. How much money money. that there's money coming in. What the people need to realize that they need to do here, do not go see this. My question is, did you see the 
the TV series that was out, I think, was it a couple years ago? There was two seasons of it on USA, and then it got canceled. Now, I don't know if the, if the series was in continuity to the films or was its own thing. I don't know, but shouldn't that have been a clear-cut sign that if the series got canceled because it wasn't getting the ratings, then why would you put out another movie in place of it? Well, I'm always saying, like, why they would do that because the – they're realizing that they have more interest in the movies than they would the actual series. Well, that's true. But that doesn't change the fact that this franchise has now become stale. This franchise is now becoming overrun and overused and just how much blood and violence can we get into a movie? (coughs) Exactly. It's fair. We've discussed it again. We've discussed over and over again with different horror franchises. This is the reason why I don't want to do my, my own series on horror franchises and everything because it's going to be a lot of just anger coming out of me at this point because that's all horror franchises are anymore is just repeated and overused horror film cinematics well what way can we up the ante from the last film how many people can we kill versus the last one how much more blood can we do it becomes a running trend and a running marathon just to like how can we top the last one even if it looks stupid it's true you're right and just take a look at spiral Good point, and I and I'm sad to say that Saw Ten is in the works, and I'm not really sure why after the reception that Spiral seems to seems to have gotten. I don't know anymore. I'm just I'm just fed up with the horror franchise in general, and that's something I thought I would never say because I love horror films. I love horror films. I love suspense. I love the feeling that you get when you actually find a film that still gives you that shock factor, that still gives you those little jump scares. It's the subtle things that you see in these films, whether or not you realize it at first until Mm -hmm. someone points it out to you that this is what you did or this is what, you know, you start picking up on. I love films like that. Do you know how hard it is that with the last time that we've had a film that do something like that? Well, I was going to ask you that question. What was the last horror film that did that to you? The last one that did that to me? Oh, shit. Probably. I'm going to have to go with the actual true version of The Ring. The very first. Uh, are you talking about the Asian version? The one, the, the one, the Asian one. See, I never saw the Asian one. That was probably the last one that actually, you know, made me genuinely scared. Like, actually, gave me the creeps a little bit, and flat out, I just kept, I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. Wow, and that probably is what from the year two thousand four. Three. Let me check and see real quick. That was around the time we were getting what the the, the ring, the grudge, all that other stuff. I I, I remember yeah. that two thousand five, two thousand four ish time when we were getting all those remakes of those Asian versions of films. 
Yeah, there was, let's see, yeah, you're right, there was The Ring, then it was The Grudge, and I think there was another one, too, that was a remake. It had to come out before, um, it had to come out before 2002, because that was when the original uh, The Ring came out in America. Wow, so we're saying it's been almost 20 years since a horror film has actually gotten you. Well, it's not so much that, like, it was that long since I watched it last, Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, that was the last one that I watched that I actually felt something from a horror film other than disgust. That's pretty sad. That's pretty sad that we've come to that point that with the horror genre literally has dried up with unoriginal ideas, lack of scares, all blood and gore, and just non-original scripts. There's just no original scripts out there. And it's sad because it's like, isn't there, don't you feel like there is so much potential for so many original horror ideas? I take that back in a sense. I just thought about this. I take that back in a sense. That was the last one that really just truly captivated me to a point where I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. The last horror film that actually piqued my interest and, you know, made me want to keep watching it. Uh-huh. I guess you could call like the true sequel to uh, Halloween, the uh, Rob Zombie ones, because this is yeah. the one that has Jamie Lee Curtis as you know an actual like old woman now. Oh, you mean the the remake that is actually considered to be Halloween two to the original Halloween now? Yeah. Okay. That was probably the last one I saw that really piqued my interest. Well, yeah, I can understand that because that movie had a genuine creep factor, and it wasn't just all about how can we make Michael kill somebody in a bloody way. It was just about the creepiness and 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 the presence he has on screen, something that we haven't had in a horror movie in quite a long time. Yeah. Well, we will get to that because we actually have a teaser trailer for that we're going to show in a little bit too. Uh, all right, let's get on to the next one. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Marvel's Black Widow. You don't know everything about me. I've lived a lot of lives. Before I was an Avenger. Before I got this family. I made mistakes. Choosing between what the world wants you to be. who you are. We have to go back to where it all started. Where did you think I was all this time? We have unfinished business. My girls are the toughest girls in the world. I'm sorry. We had our orders and we played our role. It wasn't real. It was real to me. To me, you were everything. Bring her home. Put your seatbelts on. She's such a mom. For sure. I'm done running 
atoning for my past. So, I don't know about you. I didn't notice anything really to, that was special about this. It's I mean, yeah, it's a Marvel movie. Yeah, I'm just, I'm going to go Ooga Booga. I'm going to watch it because it's Marvel. Uh, caveman brain like that. And Ooga Booga, it's Garl Johansson. I get to see her in latex again. Yay. Um, that's the besides time. the point. That's besides the point. What <laughs> caught my interest about this, though? Is it almost feels like we're about to get like this? Almost feels like this is sort of a Hawkeye origin story as well. Because I don't know if you noticed that, but that was uh, that was um, homing arrow. It looked like that was launched there at the car and during the uh, trailer. So well, maybe the maybe the first her. thing that she was chasing, the first person that she was really chasing down, yeah, and targeting was Hawkeye. Well, I think if, if this is going to be kind of the origin story of Black Widow that we never got, I assume we'd have to show her her relationship with Hawkeye in the beginning because they talk about it so much in the Avengers that this is the only time we're probably going to get to see it because after this, we're not going to see probably Black Widow ever again. Exactly. And I, like I said, I just it feels like that is probably the thing that I noticed about it that piqued my interest a little bit mm-hmm. was it felt like that was our first view, like our showing of like the first time that widow and Hawkeye met. I think that would make sense. Uh, but you're right though. I, I don't see anything here that's making me jump for joy. Like when we usually see a Marvel trailer, we see something new that it's bringing to the universe. There's nothing new being brought here. We're just seeing black widow story that we've heard it talked about. And at the end of the day, it seems very weird that we're watching her story after a character's already died. Yeah, like, they should have come out with this, I feel, before Endgame. Mm-hmm. But it did kind of tie into... It did kind of work out it, itself out there, at least, with showing yeah. how... Showing the scene from Endgame where uh, Hawkeye is holding Widow, like, keeping, trying to keep Widow alive and all that. Before she lets go, it's like this the events of you know everything that happened beforehand. Well, based on what we've been told, this movie takes place between Civil War and Infinity War. And then I have to kind of wonder, then why didn't we get this movie before Infinity War then? I, I don't know. It's puzzling. It's puzzling to me. And I'm and I kind of I just sit here and kind of wonder like did they do this at the wrong time in the the scheme of things? Because they're saying that this starts out phase four. I don't think this is the appropriate movie to be starting a whole new phase after our Avengers have. No, no, this is, this is not. Uh, I'm not going to consider this the true beginning of phase four. No, if I watch the Marvel movies in order again, I will watch this before I watch Infinity War. That's 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 where it belongs. Exactly. So okay, so moving on. Let's jump back into the world of 1995 as we go to Space Jam, A New Legacy. Welcome, King James. 
I'm a cartoon? <gasps> I'm shorter than Kevin Hart! No, 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 no. What's up, Doc? Bugs! Bring it here, man. What brings you to Tonewa, Doc? The computer dude kidnapped my son. Doc! What in the Matrix hell? Hey! What'd you do to my son? The only way you're getting your son back is if you and I play a little basketball. You want to play me in basketball? I need to assemble an elite team. You need a dream team. I'll take it from here. Sam, shoot the ball. Let's try that again, shall we? We'll get your son back. I promise. What's happening? Pop up the jam. I look expensive. The Introducing the Goon Squad. I'm not a betting duck, but my money's on the other team. Pump up the chair. Yo, King. You're about to lose your family. Got the world Run! in my hand. Everything you love. Well, at least we're good. Oh, and I almost forgot. All of the tunes will be deleted, so... Come on, guys. The Toon Squad doesn't give up. If we're going out, we're going out loony. Pump up the chair. You gotta win this game and get our son back. Pump up the chance. Let's go, Toons. I got hops. Eat on. Coming off the bench, Wiley Coyote. The machine's producing multiple Wiley Coyotes. Well, that happened. Wow. We need a boost. A secret weapon. Come on, man. Granny's out here having a martini at halftime. Hate is gonna hate. <laughs> okay. Um, your thoughts? You're really thinking there, and I'm I'm kind of wondering why, because last time we talked about this, you were pretty excited for this. You remember. When the original Space Jam came out, correct? Yeah. This was what year? I think 95. Let's look this up. Maybe 96. It's somewhere in 95, 96. I know it's not any earlier. I don't think any later than that. That's uh, so what I'm looking up at the moment. In 96. Okay. This was filmed when Michael Jordan was still in his prime. Mm -hmm. When Michael Jordan was the hottest thing in basketball. Right. And it just seemed, it, I don't know why, like, like that is always going to be the nostalgia movie. Like, us kids that were from the 90s are always going to look at this film and go, this was amazing. Even so, as we're old, we're, it's a movie that we can watch over and over again. It was a movie to this fit, day. fit for its time. It was a movie fits for time, for sure. Please tell me something. What in the blue hell were they thinking with this? 
not only am I no longer excited about this film, but what the fuck does Don Cheadle have anything to do with this movie? You know, all I kept thinking was, is Don Cheadle the character that was... Why are we using a LeBron James that's past his prime, for one? Essentially coinciding with the fact that the original film was coinciding with the fact that uh, Michael Jordan had come back to basketball after that year where he unfortunately played baseball, but we won't discuss. Which they wrote um, that in the first movie. But it's the fact that we're using a LeBron James that, okay, cool. That, that there's, he's past, way past his prime at this point. Right. He's a player that can't stop from getting injured. No wonder he was had time to film this. Um, Ain't that the truth? Like, the, only thing is, the only real thing that he's got is that, you know, he's just the most well-known name in basketball at this point. Well, here's my issue, and it's in – and we're to the point now where LeBron James's PR is in the crapper. As of, as of, also, as of, we are also in a point where we're at where um, what sort of relevance do the Looney Tunes still have? Well, Looney Tunes haven't been relevant in a long time. They're not even really on TV anymore. Uh, there's nothing new as far as Looney Tunes material on TV anymore like there was back in the 90s. And LeBron James right now in the public eye is perceived as being a total dick and an asshole. So for me, going to see this, I lose the desire to want to go see it because of LeBron James. And that right there, I think, is why the movie, minus the kids' audience, might underperform. Oh, it's definitely going to underperform. Yeah. I'm telling you this now. Not even for the kids' audience are going to want to watch this. The, I, you know what I, like, you know I, I can like? see the, I can see... The people like me and you that a are excuse me avid film lovers are gonna yeah. go watch this, but it's the people that grew up watching the original one. Yep. Back when it first came out, that are gonna go to this film because they're and try and figure out just how bad is this gonna be? Because look again, LeBron James's PR is. Definitely down the crapper at this point, and especially after the playoffs this year and them getting knocked out of the first round really? like they did. Yeah, and him just walking away off the, before the game ended down the tunnel before without shaking hands with any of the players or anything like that. It just proved that he's a poor sport. He's a crybaby. Yep. I don't remember Jordan ever doing that. No, Jordan had a lot more class than LeBron's ever had. And uh, I don't know. LeBron was supposed to make this movie when he was still with the Cavs. And the fact that it took this long to make the movie when he's at the tail end of his career just smells of desperation for him to keep himself relevant in the public eye because his basketball career is falling deep into the shitter along with his public eye of himself. So to me, I look at that as being a possible backfire. And I think this movie is going to disappear into oblivion because I think mainly because of his PR. I have to agree. So, okay. So our next film is a sequel to a movie that you and I have, have saw a couple years ago and we knew there was going to be a sequel and by golly, there's going to be one. And here it is. Escape Room 
two. You were lucky to get out of those escape rooms alive. I need to know that the criminals who killed the four people in front of me are held accountable. They're hiding in plain sight in the middle of Manhattan. We need to stop them. I'm in. I know this is a lot to ask, but thank you for coming with me. Do you hear that? Hey, what the hell is going on? The train is uncoupled! You've got to be kidding me. Hold on! Welcome to Minos Escape Rooms. No, no, no. It's happening again. You guys have played the game before? So what is this? Like a tournament of champions? Look, we all know how this works. We solve the puzzles or we die. Ah! False advertising must be pulled. This ad, yourself is missing an E. So maybe we pull the corresponding handles with a missing letter. Yes! E. Damn it, hang on. Come on, we don't have time! The missing letters are W, B, and O! This is way bigger than last time. You gotta try something, right? No, 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 no. There's a special reason each of us survived. I can't feel physical pain. Just imagine the kinds of puzzles they came up with for me. Take a picture, it will last longer. Gets the clue. This looks just like the lighthouse on the postcard. Running. We can beat them at their own game. What makes you think they're gonna let you walk away free again? We can make it stop! We're gonna get a kill. Come on! I'm not playing your game! Not now! Not ever! We made it! <gasps> we made it! <laughs> I don't understand. We're still on the game. Oh, no, no. Okay. Let's first go. All, How scare you? First of all, I am very relieved to see that the two characters that survived the first film are a central part of this because I was afraid that they were going to focus on a new group of characters and kill them off in the first 10 minutes. So that is a pure relief here because they're not going the saw direction already with that. So already, we are not a Saw franchise. So that's a relief. Number two, again, the thing that really drove me to like the first film was the creative design of, of the escape rooms and each room having its own special thing. And just based off the trailer, I am seeing yet again, the creativity is, is great. And uh, I'm genuinely excited for this. It definitely has my interest. It's definitely something that I'm willing to give a watch. My biggest concern with this is has too much time passed between the films for to garner any to garner any real interest. Um, I don't know. It's I, been I, it's been a few years. It's been it's been two years. It's been two years. Um, I think it's been longer than two years. Since uh, I, I, I think the movie came out in twenty in January of twenty nineteen, I believe. You, know, you can check if you want, but um, 
I don't know. People that loved the, liked the first one, I think we'll see this yeah, trailer. Yeah, it came out in 2019, but it feels like yeah. it's been longer. It does feel like it's been longer. This movie was supposed to actually come out last year, um, and it didn't because of COVID. So that's not entirely their fault. And I'm glad because um, I think about six or seven months ago, the release date was announced for this movie to be in January of 2022. And just about three or four weeks ago, they decided to move it up to July 16th, which I was very happy about because I thought waiting till January was a big mistake. By that point, we'd have been three years out from the from the last one. Um, so then, then the waiting game, like you said, might have been even worse if we would have waited another six to eight months to release it. Yeah, I don't know. I just, just I'm more concerned about that. People's interest in this is dwindled because of. COVID. Well, I'm hoping that that doesn't hurt the box office for the movie because... I think it... I, my gut feeling is saying that it will. Because the sad thing here is that I feel like that this movie, based on the trailer, is building to at least a third and final installment. And I fear that this movie will end on another cliffhanger and we'll never get that third movie because of lack of box office. So that's the thing that kind of scares me a little bit. My... I mean, because we discussed this back after we watched this the first time mm -hmm. of the original film. We thought it was a good concept. We both had our concerns as to what was going to happen for this second film. Right. Because they did have a potential franchise or a trilogy set in stone here. Mm -hmm. and, I'm, and I'm glad to see like our biggest concern was taken care of. Yeah. Because we've got the two people that survived last time playing pivotal roles in this film, which, cool. That is great. Again, it, it all falls into, did COVID destroy any chance of this franchise being relevant anymore? That's the thing that scares me, too. And, and, I'm, and I'm sitting here wondering, like, they were smart to move it up because I think they want to they want to feed off the momentum of the box office returning and people going back to the movies with the vaccinations and COVID and, and movie theaters going back to normal. But at the same time, you sit there and wonder as if it moved up too early to a point where maybe we're not at that point yet where, where the theaters are going to get back that momentum. So it's yeah. kind of a, a catch-22 basically. Like, is the decision going to haunt them to move it up or is it going to pay off for moving it up? I don't know. We'll have to see. We will have to see, but I'm I'm genuinely excited to see how the story is going to continue, and I'm hoping that... I am, too. I am, too. I'm glad they decided to bring this back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this next film, uh, something we briefly talked about in our upcoming podcast, uh, Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins. Every warrior has a beginning. I'm on a new level. For 600 years, our ninja have brought peace to the world. I'm on a new level. I need warriors like you. Join us. What do I have to do? The journey from here is yours to decide. That is just the beginning. I'm on a new level. I'm on a new level. 
we legitimately got almost nothing really explaining this. And I'm not exactly sure if this is something I'm willing to watch. Um, first things first. Okay, this is very much a teaser trailer. So we don't get a whole lot to chew on here. Um, and the movie comes out in, in about a month. So they got to put out another trailer because that movie, that trailer is not going to sell the movie enough. Not even close. Because to me, that just looks like another continuation to the other G.I. Joe movies. It's action heavy. Um, obviously at this point, uh, based upon me looking at the cast list, this is going to be the start of a reboot. So the previous GI Joes no longer exist because they have a new person playing, um, uh, what was it? Uh, Sienna Miller's character and the other ones, uh, the, the, I don't remember. And honestly, and the black off and the blonde, whatever, but so we're rebooting the franchise and we think starting it with snake eyes is the appropriate answer to that. I don't know. To me, I just, I just really trailer. wonder whether or not it is viable to even bother with this franchise anymore. I am smelling this being the, the probably the first true bomb of the summer season. For sure. You think this is going to be the first true bomb? Yep. I don't know whether or not it's going to be the first one that bombs, but this movie is definitely going to bomb. Yeah, there's no question this movie's going to bomb. I, I don't see the the box office appeal. You have a guy that's the, that's the lead in the movie. The only thing he's really known for playing in is Crazy Rich Asians. I don't really know why they think that he is has the box office appeal to carry this movie into a new franchise. Yeah. I, I, there's a lot of question marks here, and to me, this looks like a movie I'd get from Redbox on a Saturday night when I'm bored. You'd actually spend money on the Redbox for this? Well, it's a $1 rental, so... You'd still spend money on a red box. I'd spend for this? I'd spend a dollar just to take the gamble on it if I'm bored. But to me, that's even a. This stretch is something that this is something that I would use my Netflix subscription for. You know, something that I have. If it was on Netflix, the yes. Past library of films. If it wasn't, not I'd not just for one for film. If it was on Netflix, then I would just watch it for free, obviously. But yeah, yeah I I don't see the appeal here, and I have to sit there scratch my head like. Why do we think bringing this franchise out of the out of the darkness was a good idea? It wasn't. It's not going to pay off. All right, so we go towards another Disney adventure. Um, this one has me scratching my head why they're making it, but we're going to show the trailer for it anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, Disney's Jungle Cruise. There they are! Frank, follow me. Stop us! Sorry, Frank. Sorry, strong form. My name is Dr. Lily Houghton. My brother and I are looking for passage up river. What's out there in the jungle? It's not a fun vacation. Well, I'm not here for a vacation. Legend has it that there is a tree that possesses unparalleled healing power. It will change medicine forever. And you need someone to help you find it. Here we go. Sometimes it just needs a bit of a... Nobody touches my engine but me. What did I just do? There you go. <laughs> We're gonna do this together. Haven't you been dreaming about adventure? She was always chasing after some far-fetched idea. It's no such thing as curses. Everything that you see wants to kill you and can. Do you want to turn back? Nope, just getting started. 
I'm gonna say this right now. I'm calling this my guilty pleasure of the of the summer season. What I was gonna say is, ladies and gentlemen, Jumanji, Jungle Cruise. Uh, not even Jumanji level of uh, guiltiness for watching, but. Um. Yeah, I, I have a feeling this is gonna be a, a sleeper hit. The trailer's fun. Um, the CGI is a little corny. Yes, but that's to be expected. I, I I don't know what it is about this film that's drawing me to it, but I'm looking forward to watching it. You know, it does. I I'd go to the theater and see it. I would. And I think, again... It, it, this it, is one of those rare times where I'd say I might be willing to pay to see it multiple times in theaters. I don't know what it is about these movies, but it seems like The Rock or Dwayne Johnson, he does these kind of movies, and something about his charisma on screen, it makes you want to see these movies, and that's why he is box office gold. Exactly. And it works. And... You're kind of right. After watching that trailer, I'm like, okay, this looks fun. This looks like a good night out at the movies. Okay, I I'm, I'm in. It doesn't sound like... And to be honest, I look at some of the stuff that Disney's been putting out lately, and that actually looks like a back-to-Disney form a little bit. Yeah, like, th like I said, I think this is going to be a sleeper hit, and this is something that we're going to see people our age watching, like sneaking away from their friends to go see this is a guilt this is a guilty watch movie for us and i'm <laughs> i'm not ashamed to admit that i'm probably gonna go see this okay you and i are gonna make a pact right now you and i are gonna go see that movie when it comes out and we're going to do a podcast on it because i think it'll be worth it yeah we're gonna have to okay so that's the pact ladies and gentlemen look out for jungle cruise the podcast Sometime after July 30th. <laughs> yep. Okay, so here's another film that we... We don't really know what to expect from it, but let's get into it anyway. The Suicide Squad. Super villains. Sad souls in costumes. Wanting you to think they're all dark and deep. What's it like? Living life is the punchline. But all it would take would be one blessed act of rebellion for you to restore your dignity in its entirety. You know the deal. Complete the mission, you get 10 years off your sentence. You fail to follow my orders in any way, and I detonate the explosive device in the base of your skull. Love him or hate him, these are your brothers and sisters for the next few days. Any questions? And? Yes, that is your hand. Very good. 
We're all gonna die. I hope so. Oh, for God's sake. mission you die if we find out any information you give us is false you die if we find out you have personalized license plates you die what no hmm. i'm still left one questioning everything about my existence after that I don't know how to feel. I don't know what to expect. I, nothing really is screaming, ooh, uh, I must watch this. And I don't yeah. know why James Gunn would put his name on this. Yeah, to me, it's almost like he's trying to make a different version of Guardians with different characters. And to me, in that trailer, it's just not all working. It really isn't. So my intrigue and anticipation for this movie is kind of I've lost a little bit I of mean, it. If, if there's any sort of positive about this film that I'm noticing at the moment from that trailer, mm -hmm. it already looks like it's going to be a million times better than what you know Suicide Squad was. I mean, not that there's a very high bar to set there. Exactly. I don't know. I mean... The DC universe as a whole right now is a big question mark, and I have to wonder where does this fit in? I agree. Um, I have no idea what the hell the DC universe is doing. No. And that's kind of upsetting to me because, the, honestly, I think what they need to do is – Step away from movies completely. Focus on what they've been excelling at and very well excelling at, mind you. That is the TV franchises that they have. They've done well you with watch those. The, you watch the shit like Daredevil. You watch stuff like... What was Daredevil? Marvel. Marvel. You watch... Okay. You watch the shit like Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. You watch uh, Flash Gotham, The Flash. You, those French, those shows were fucking amazing. Yeah, they were very well done. The cinematic uses in those shows were so so good. 
Well, what I le- what I'm left scratching my head with this is that you know DC and Warner Brothers have HBO Max at their disposal, you know, and why don't we just make series for HBO Max? Therefore, they don't have the restrictions of TV. They can they can throw in the the, the swear words, the content, whatever they want. And just make series, limited series for HBO Max, much like what Marvel's doing with their limited series with Disney Plus and Marvel. You know, it. why not go that route? You have HBO Max at your disposal. Utilize it. Exactly. So I, I think you're right. I think maybe it's time for them to go back into TV until maybe they can reevaluate the movie universe and get somebody that actually knows what they're doing in charge of it so they can get some consistency. Because I don't I think know I know what this is suffering from the most, though. It's superhero overload. Yeah, the and this is the thing that scares me with Marvel. Superhero, the su- I, mean, I think the MCU might end up crashing and burning sooner than people think because we're seeing an oversaturation of hero movies. Yeah, um, it's you know between the hero movies coming out in the theaters, and we're getting all these Marvel shows that are on Disney Plus. You feel like that just this is what happened with Star Wars when they put out Last Jedi and then Solo so close together. It was Star Wars overload. And now Disney has learned to space out their Star Wars stuff now by doing their season spaced out between Mandalorian, Obi-Wan and whatever else they have coming. And then they don't have a movie coming out till December of 2023. So why is it that Disney's learned to space out Star Wars to make it work, but they haven't learned how to space out Marvel? I don't know, man. Something that might bite them in the ass. It really is. But, okay. So our next film is a Ryan Reynolds vehicle. And Ryan Reynolds usually does a pretty good job making a movie worth seeing. So let's take a look at this trailer and see if this one's worth seeing. My name is Guy. Sunday should be warm and sunny. Just a scattering of drive-bys. And I live in paradise. I've got a best friend. This is the greatest cup of coffee of all time. Uh Uh-oh! Mondays, am I right, Joe? You said it, guy. Yeah. And I work at the bank. Everybody's out of the bank! I thought I had everything I needed. But then I met her. Everybody down on the ground. Everybody except you. Me? It's just a... Oh, please, I have a goldfish. There is something inside you, guy. I want something inside me. I expected you to just follow the rules, but you are so much more than that. Put these on. Okay. Fine. I do. Oh, my God! glasses or something guy there is no easy way to say this this world it's a video game you're not real please that my and the guy responsible for this world was going to destroy it you've met god yes he's an absolute troll trolls exist buddy if we're not real doesn't that mean that nothing you do matters I am sitting here with my best friend trying to help him get through a tough time. Now, if that's not real, I don't know what is. I know this world is just a game, but this place, these people, that's all I have. So I'm not going to be the good guy. Thanks, guy. I'm going to be the great guy. Well, enjoy your lifetime supply of virginity. (laughs) Off you go. This whole good guy routine is ruining the game. Terminator. It's the first time I've ever driven a car before. I really wish you'd mention that. Yeah. Yeah. Why? That actually hurt my hand. We can save our world, but we have to fight together. I don't even know what's happening right now, but I love it. 
Okay. Yeah. What sort of drugs am I on that I just watched that? <laughs> oh man. Okay. Yeah, I'm seeing that because I almost I, I almost feel obligated to watch this. Well, when it said from the guys that brought you Deadpool, I was like, yeah, I'm in. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, oh man. I don't know what I was expecting. From watching that trailer, I don't know what I was expecting to see at the beginning of it, but it already exceeded my expectations. Yeah, I, I, I... <laughs> uh, this oh, seems this like it's me. just a real Ryan Reynolds style movie. This is the Ryan Reynolds I want to see more of because this, this is what makes Ryan Reynolds Ryan Reynolds. I, exactly. If I can't get Deadpool three, this, this will work. This will work. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I can't argue that fact. No, I'm, um, I'm, I'm excited for that, actually. I am, too. And I really am looking forward to seeing this film. The video game world, I gotta admit, that is an intriguing storyline. And they couldn't have picked a better guy to be the one to do this movie around. Like, they could have taken this idea and run with it in a completely different way, like in so many different ways. The fact that they took it a comedic route here, <laughs> yeah, I'm sold. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in. So this is definitely going up on the list to a movie, definitely. This, this is a, yeah, this is a must-see movie here, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm feeling. I, I'm sold on that one. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so we go from comedy back into the Marvel Universe and a new character. So comedy. Yeah. Shang-Chi. You. 
Okay, I can't help but think this is the movie that G.I. Joe Snake Eyes wants to be. I can't help but think I can't help but think that this is probably gonna be one of the few Marvel movies that I might just skip over. Really? Well, my, just, my, just... my biggest gripe is I, I, I watch it and I'm like, okay, it looks like an interesting movie for, for, for that story, but I couldn't help but think through it. It doesn't look like it's going to fit in the Marvel Universe or where it's going to fit in the Marvel Universe. Exactly. I think this is a miss on Marvel's part, and I don't feel like it warrants me spending money on well, where does I don't know much about Shang Chi. I don't know much about it, but to me, if he's just an expert fighter, where does he fit into the Avengers scheme of things? Because I don't see this guy being worthy enough to be an Avenger. I mean, I haven't seen the movie yet, to be fair, but I don't know. I, I'm, that's where I'm at, and I just I don't know, man. There's something about this, this is not rubbing me the right way here. This is this is raising up a lot of question marks and red flags that I don't know what to think, and this might be something that I just go see on an afternoon where I just want something to go do, and maybe I'll be surprised. I don't know. So this movie's got to be... Maybe, but I, I'm not exactly looking forward to this. I, no, again, weird. I'm going to... I'm gonna. Uh, my prediction that this is going to be one of Marvel's big misses. I think that this film might be the catalyst for the decline of superhero movies. I'm calling this now. There is a this may very well be the catalyst of, that sparks the end of the MCU. Well, let's hope not. This movie is definitely being written down as a potential toss-up, so we will soon see where this ends up in the scheme of things. But going in another Marvel direction for the universe going to soon mix into it, we go to Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I say either, you guys say either, I say neither, and I say neither, neither, either, neither, neither. Let's call the whole thing off. Ta-da! Catch up! Excuse me? Yummy. Good evening, Eddie. Hey, Mrs. Chen. Good evening, Venom. Function Hall, Mrs. Chen. He says hi. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. I've been thinking about you, eh? Because you and I are the same. Every decision we ever make. Who do we leave behind? And how do we leave them? Waiting in the darkness for the rescuer who never comes. Welcome back, Eddie Brock. It's been a long time. Miss you so much. Soon come chaos. 
Soon come. Chocolate delivery hasn't arrived yet. No! We had a deal. What's gonna happen? You gonna stop protecting me? I am happy to eat, Mrs. Chen! No, no, you cannot eat, Mrs. Chen. What? Nothing. This may very well be the first one that I'm going to flat out say I will be at the midnight release for. Wow. I gotta say, I... I am very much looking forward to seeing the continuation of Tom Hardy playing Venom. I am very much looking forward to seeing how Woody Harrelson does as Carnage because the teaser that we got at the end of the first Venom movie, it was him as Cletus Cassidy. Yep. Oh, I don't think this anybody just showed better. me. There's just showed me that they did that right. Yeah, perfect casting. I, I look at that and I'm thinking, yep, Woody Harrelson embodies Carnage. That that's it. That there's nobody else. That's that's him. Yeah, I, this like I said, this is very well might be my the one I go see for the midnight release. I am very intrigued to see how they're going to mix Venom the Spider-Man universe, now that we know that they're going to mix the two together, uh, Sony has confirmed that after the next Spider-Man movie comes out, they will reveal their plans on how uh, Mobius and Craven and, and Venom are all going to come into uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man universe. I don't know, but if we actually get a standalone film of Spider-Man, where we have Craven the Hunter as the main pro antagonist, mm -hmm. I will gladly say that that is going to be another film I will go to the midnight release for. Well, I think that's going to happen because it seems to me that's the direction they're going to head in. I very much am looking forward to this. Very I, much so. Uh, I thought I thought the first Venom was was really good, and I was actually surprised and bummed that the movie actually garnered some negative reaction from critics and some viewers because I thought it was nice to see Venom's story told told because when we got Spider-Man 3, that was the shit way of telling Venom's story. I, I, I don't really know because I thought Tom Hardy did a fantastic job. The movie was funny. It had good action. It, it told a good story. And I'm I'm really intrigued to see how the story is going to continue, especially Woody Harrelson. That's just, that's the icing on the cake. Exactly. I can't wait. Okay, so shifting gears to a sci-fi film that they're calling that could potentially be the next Star Wars franchise. Let's see uh, if... That's big words. Yeah, so let's see if the trailer gives us those feelings. Here's Dune. There's something happening to me. There's something awakening in my mind. I can't control it. What did you see? <gasps> There's a crusade coming. Do you often dream things that happen just as you dreamed them? Yes. 
The test is simple. Remove your hand from the box, and you die. What's in the box? Pain. You inherit too much power. You have proven you can rule yourself. Now you must learn to rule others. Something none of your ancestors learned. My father rules an entire planet. He's losing it. He's getting a richer one. He'll lose that one too. Arrakis is a death trap. This is an extermination. They're picking my family off one by one. Let's fight like demons. An animal caught in a trap will gnaw off its own leg to escape. What will you do? I know you. One day, the legend will be born. All of civilization depends on it. The future, I can see it. I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. My Lord Duke. Where the fear is gone, only I will remain. Go, go, go! So, the next Star Wars franchise, that the next Star Wars franchise, I don't necessarily think it's gonna hit that level, mm-hmm. but this has potential to come close. There is definitely franchise potential here, especially there. considering the big names that they have in this film. A lot of them. They, I don't know, I don't know how many you caught, but. Dave Batista. Yep. Otherwise, Drax the Destroyer. Yep. You've got Jason Momoa. Aquaman. You've got Josh Brolin. Yep. Those were what I caught just so far of the first trailer. I also caught uh, Zendaya, and I also caught Rebecca Ferguson, who's from the Mission Impossible movies. So, I mean, there's five right there, and that's probably not even scratching the surface of how many more are actually in there, either in makeup or costume or whatever else. Yeah. Um, this very much has potential. Well, I know this is on in, is in theaters and HBO Max. This is a movie I'm not going to watch on HBO Max at home. This is a movie I'm going to the theater to see. No question about this it. Is, this is one I'm going to have to spend the money to go see. To, and Yep you know, determine if it was worth it or not. The movie looks, I mean, the, the effects look 
astonishing. They just look like some of the best effects I've ever seen. Like this looks on like some of the CGI that we've seen in this looks like it's on or beyond the level of what Avatar had. Yeah. And I hold I hold Avatar's CGI on a whole and cinematography as a whole on a very high pedestal. Which is why the the sequel has a lot to live up to. But the fact that just in the trailer alone, I'm seeing levels that are on par, mm -hmm. if not surpassing that? Yeah, I mean, I saw so many shots in there that usually in a lot of movies would look fake or look green screen. Everything looked genuinely real. Yeah. Creepy, creepy, creepy genuinely real. Like, something I've never seen in movies really before. And that's what's... That's what's intriguing to me. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that one. Um, like we said, this this very well may come close to the level that Star Wars is on. I'll tell you right now, if this movie ends up becoming the next Star Wars-like franchise, Disney and Lucasfilm is going to have their work cut out for them. Yeah, they are. So I'm intrigued, and I'm I'll be there seeing this for sure, no question about it. Yeah, there is no question. I this is a this is one of those that if you have any interest in the sci-fi genre, go watch. For sure, this is a, this is a sci-fi lover's dream. I think. Look, up oh, next on the, the table, we're down to the final seven. So we shift gears to Daniel Craig's final journey as 007. isn't dead. James, fate draws us back together. Now your enemy is my enemy. His name is Seven. And what does he want? Revenge. Me. When her secret finds its way out, it'll be the death of you. You can imagine why I've come back to play. There's a young lady in Santiago I want you to meet. You're late. When you're ready. Salute. I met your new double O. She's a disarming young woman. I get why you shot him. Yeah, well, everyone tries at least once. Bond. We both eradicate people to make the world a better place. I just want to be a little tidier. From bad villains from heroes these days. What is it? You don't know what this is. He's going to kill millions. 
If we don't do this, there will be nothing left to save. sure how to feel about this well i'm excited for it because i've i've liked the daniel craig bond movies very much and i'm very uh i'm happy to see how his tenure as 007 is going to come to an end especially since they said that a lot of things are going to happen in this film compared to a lot of other final guys that have played bond so i'm interested in it for just that by itself okay um i don't know it's just I feel like this should be the true end to the Bond films if we're going to go this way. Well, they have their work. This is Daniel Craig's. If this is Daniel Craig's very last Bond film that he's doing, I think that this is a good point to end the Bond franchise on. Well, I think they've reached a point where they have reinvented the Bond franchise after Pierce Brosnan with Daniel Craig. Now they've come to a point now where I don't know if there's anything left to do to reinvent it. I feel like we've come to a point where I think Daniel Craig told the final stories of what Bond maybe should be. Exactly. And I think this would be a fitting end. I mean, whether they kill off 007 or not is a big question mark. Um, I don't even know who's going to play 007 beyond this because chances are this movie does very well. They will continue the Bond franchise. And then we're back to the question about who is fit to play the role that's going to continue it in a good direction. There's a lot of question marks. There's a I, the first things first here that I want to discuss in that regard. If this does do well enough to warrant them um, making more 007 movies, mm-hmm. would you picture the next Bond being a younger or older actor? No, um. You know, with Daniel Craig's first movie, they kind of already told 007 somewhat of his origin story, and especially when they went as far as Skyfall and told his story of his parents and where he lived and this and that. So kind of going the younger direction almost seems like a waste because we kind of already got that. So I think maybe you go with an age an aged-up Bond, maybe on his last legs close to retirement, not being able to accept retirement. Okay. So if you give me a second here, I will give you a couple people that I think could pull off being a new Bond. What age group are you looking in? I'm looking towards like a little bit. How about this? How about Michael Fassbender? Yeah, I like that because he's kind of up in that age group we're kind of looking at. And he has the accent and he's got the the um the physical appearance he's, to pull off Bond. 
Unless you decided to go with someone like a George Clooney-esque actor, I think Michael Fassbender's probably got like the most James Bond sort of feel when you first see him. Yeah, I think he's an appropriate follow-up to Daniel Craig. He's worthy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could definitely see that being an option, and I think that's something they should deeply consider. So... I don't get this all depends on the success of this film. Yep. We will see if 007 lives or in this case dies with Daniel Craig in this film. So, all right. So going back to the horror genre of things, we talked about Halloween. So here's a short teaser for Halloween kills. Next Halloween. When the sun sets and someone is alone. He kills. Well, that's about as short as a teaser you could possibly get, but in the little taste... Which is to be expected it, from a Halloween film. But what we did get, I'm seeing brutal, I'm seeing terrorizing, and I'm seeing something that's staying true to the Halloween form. Yeah, and it's not only that, it's doing it in a way that still holds your interest. Yeah, and, 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 and the thing is, too, is I'm happy to hear, too, like that they're doing Halloween Kills and then Halloween Ends. Uh, Halloween Ends comes, comes out next year. That we're finally going to get a true ending to the Hollywood Halloween franchise because we've never gotten an appropriate ending to this. Well, yeah, of course we've never gotten a good ending to the Halloween franchise because they're always trying to find a way to keep Michael Myers alive. Just yeah, it's, like it's Jason Voorhees and Friday the 13th movies. But it's these Rob Zombie remakes that they've done that uh, there's just something about them. Rob Zombie has such a way with doing horror films. Well, you know that that the, the Halloween from two years ago and this one, that those are not Rob Zombies. Oh, they were? No, the I other two were. Before, the other two before were Rob Zombies. Because I thought Halloween, that they were... I thought they were all Rob Zombie. Mm -mm, these last, this one and the one before it that came out a couple years ago, they uh, they brought back the original director John Carpenter to come back and produce these. And he didn't he didn't direct them, but he's produced them, which is why you're kind of seeing a more true to form Halloween to the original. But who's directing them then? Um, I forget his name. It's but uh, do you know who wrote them? And this is going to blow your mind. I'm listening. Danny McBride. Really? Yep. That I wasn't expecting to hear. Mm-hmm. Danny McBride. Yeah. Okay, okay. You you got my interest. Yeah, I, I to me when I saw the, the the one from two years ago and saw that Danny McBride was the writer, I was like, "Wow, this is a guy that actually understands the Halloween universe." 
a guy you wouldn't have expected to understand the Halloween universe. Yeah. Um, definitely color me interested in everything from here on out now. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see how he's going to end the Halloween franchise, but I'm, I'm happy to say that so am I. A, hor- a horror franchise, one of the big ones, is finally going to get a proper ending. So now I have to say, let's go, uh, let's go, Freddy. Let's go, Jason. It's time to put out your versions of endings now, too, because Halloween just called your bluff. I feel that the only way that they can end uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street series is if you bring Robert England back to play Freddy Krueger. Oh, there's nobody else that could play him. The, the remake they, they did, the guy was doing bad, it, but they it tried just, doing it, and it just, it just, you can't compare. No, he he is Freddy, and there's nobody else that's going to be Freddy. So if you're going to end it, you got to end it with him. You yeah, you've got to end it in the best way you can yep. with with uh, Kruger being played by him. Yep, absolutely. There's no other way to do it otherwise. I completely agree with you. But yeah, this one. I'm, ex- I'm happy for this one. This, sh- this should have came out in October of last year because of COVID. And we should have been getting Halloween ends this October, but now we're going to have to wait a year for that too. But either way, I'm happy and I'm excited to see how the story is going to continue and come to an end next year. Exactly. So this is an intriguing trailer that I saw when I went to go see A Quiet Place. And I don't think you've seen this trailer, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this one. This is a last okay. night in Soho. When you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go downtown. When you've got troubles, all the noise and the hurry seems to help, I know. Downtown. Just listen to the music of the traffic in the city. Sidewalks where the neon signs are pretty. How can you lose? The lights are much brighter there. You can forget all your troubles. Get all your care, so go downtown. Things will be great when you're downtown. No fun at place for sure. I almost feel obligated to go see this. 
considering how the trailer starts and where it goes by the end of it, it's just got my brain going in circles. Now, I need you to do me a favor, Mike. Okay. Can you go back to the guy that they kept showing? Matt Smith, me? Doctor Who? Thank you. That's what I wanted yep. to make sure that's what I saw. Yep, that's what you saw. I am very intrigued. Yeah, I, I saw that. Very intrigued. I saw that, and I was like, when the first trailer first started, I was like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. But then it goes into this wicked, twisty, turny set of events in 30 seconds, and I'm like, okay, I want to know what the hell's going on. So do I. Like, I, I I'm going to have to give this a watch. Mm-hmm. I have to. Yeah, it's. It, I'm, I feel like I'm obligated now because I want to know what happens in those last 30 seconds. So the trailer did its job. Yeah. So color me intrigued. Okay, so down to the final four. Here's a trailer that you and I have already both seen. We go back to the world of Eternals. Captain Rogers and Iron Man are both gone. Who do you think's gonna lead the Avengers? I could lead them. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're back to the same thing we said about Shang-Chi. I I don't like the direction that the Marvel Universe is trending towards. I feel like I'm going to enjoy these Disney Plus shows that I'm going to, that I'm more than I'm going to enjoy these new movies because at least the Disney Plus shows are full of characters that we've already seen before with you know with Wanda. Yeah, I Rocky agree. This is one that I'm actually wanting to kind of see because of the star power in this film. There is a lot of star power, which always star power always makes a movie interesting and to see. I want to see how 
Salma Hayek, Angelina Jolie, Kit Harrington. I want to see how they all do in a Marvel franchise. Do you feel like, though, we're getting to a point where fitting these characters within the Marvel universe that we know is getting more difficult? What was that? That, that the way these movies are doing this, the way they're going to fit in with the Marvel universe as we know it, don't you feel like that there's a little bit of a task at hand here on how they're going to do this? I agree. There's going to be a bit of a task, but I mean, this is kind of to be expected because we've been grown so used to all of the uh, characters we know from the Marvel franchise already. Right. We forget that they had their own task of how are they going to fit into the Marvel MCU when they first came out. That's true. It's good. It's good. It's a good point of fact. I don't know. I like, I, I don't know much about, about no, I, as far as these characters are concerned. I don't really either. Just like Shang-Chi. I don't really know much about the, the Eternals, but this one has me a little more intrigued than Shang-Chi does. Um, I think the Eternals has a better way of fitting into the Marvel Universe than Shang-Chi because I look at the character of Shang-Chi and I don't really see where he really benefits the Avengers. I agree, but again, we'll have to wait and see. All right, so down to the final three, and we get a third movie in a franchise that we thought has long been dead. Who are you going to call? What are you doing here in Somerville, anyway? Honestly, my mom won't say it, but we're completely broke. And the only thing that's left in our name is this creepy old farmhouse our grandfather left us in the middle of nowhere. Why'd you bring me up here? Entertainment value. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Somehow, a town that isn't anywhere near a tectonic plate, that has no fault lines, no fracking, no loud music even, is shaking on a daily basis. Under the dining table now! Hey, remember that one summer we died under a table? I found this in my living room. Whoa, killer replica. A replica of what? A ghost trap? There hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years. New York in the 80s? It's like The Walking Dead. Your dad never mentioned this to you? It's just my mom. My grandfather died. My mom says we're just here to pick through the rubble of his life.
Well, we don't get the appearances from the old ones in there, but it definitely has more of the Ghostbusters feel of the originals than that one with all the women playing it, which I don't have any problem with that. But when 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 you have a, a, a reimagine come out and pretend that the first two didn't happen, you need to go away. We waited as long as we did for a sequel in this franchise for this. Hmm. I'm disgusted. Now, what are you disgusted by? It, it, there's no rhyme or reason that this film should be existing. None. You mean in the way they're showing it? Yeah. Well, the question I have here is that, you know, I have heard that the original guys are, are, are involved in this movie, but the question I'm having is, is that in what capacity, because the feeling I'm getting from this trailer is that they're only going to be in the movie in, in little bits and pieces. They're not going to be a central part of it. And to me, that's not a true Ghostbusters 3 if they're going to be relegated to background characters. It's It really isn't. Um, I'm... I, I am at, I'm at where I think I might refuse to watch this film. I need to see another trailer, and I know there'll be one because the movie doesn't come out until November 11th. I need to see another trailer, and I need to see how the original characters are being included into it to really know what I'm getting. I don't know. We need something here. Something has to pique my interest because this it just looks like this is going to tank and horribly based upon what they showed us in this trailer i am not seeing anything that's driving the motivation of ghostbuster fans to see it so they're gonna have their work cut out for them with the second trailer because that first trailer i don't think does a fantastic job of selling yeah. the franchise continuing beyond what we've seen before so yeah agreed okay so we move to another long uh, long anticipated sequel to another franchise here is this one. Your instructor is one of the finest pilots this program has ever produced. His exploits are legendary. What he has to teach you may very well mean the difference between life and death. Your reputation precedes you. I have to admit I wasn't expecting an invitation back. They're called orders, Maverick. Captain speaking. Today's exercise is dogfighting. Two versus one. 
Uh, it was supposed to come out in June of last year. I think it's from February or March of last year. Yeah, this this film is coming 35 years after the original Top Gun came out. This should have died a long time ago. Well, the fact I, I, that you're drag the fact that this is being dragged out is uh, just. Take old Yeller behind the barn and put two in its head already. I mean, I guess the only gripe that I have is I didn't really see from the first movie where this had a franchise potential, um, especially 35 years later. Um, I don't know. Me personally, I was never a huge fan of the first film to begin with. Um, I have, you know, I have yet to give it another chance, which I've said that I would. Um, but I don't know. I, I guess that's the one gripe I have is that I don't really know what the franchise potential was here. And I don't really know what this brings to make it worthwhile to continue it. Um, nothing. It brings nothing. It's one of those things that I got to see in order to form an actual opinion on. But that's my biggest question mark coming into it. You're a braver person than I am for one. We'll see well, this. You know. Okay, so we move on to the final movie that's an upcoming movie with, a, with an actual trailer. Before we go into the last movie of it, let's make mention that there are many movies that are coming out before this one, but this one actually has a trailer. But uh, we still don't have a trailer yet for The Matrix 4, which I'm scratching my head as to why. We should have at least gotten a teaser for that by now. Um, uh, there are some things that I read online today where a test screening was seen of the movie. Uh and the title of the movie is look or looks like it's going to be the Matrix Resurrections, like we initially talked about in our other podcast. Um, and um, based on what the guy said from the test screening, um, the movie takes place quite a few years after the end of the war, and uh, Zion no longer exists, and Morpheus is in fact dead. That's all I can say because that's all I really know. But uh. I'm going to go off the belief that Keanu Reeves has said it was a fantastic script, so I'm going to believe in Keanu Reeves because... Your faith is misguided. Well... I'm hoping for the same, but... He's the the star of the movies. I don't feel like he would have come back for this sequel unless it was a good quality script that was worth continuing the story on. So that's why I believe that, okay, he saw something in the script that was worth continuing the story and coming back for it. So we'll have to see, but what is this last one? The last one has us going back into the uh, the DC universe one last time into 2022. 
secret friend. Play a game, just me and you. Any of this mean anything to you? You're becoming quite a celebrity. Why is he writing to you? Please do not lie. What is the price for your blind eye? The hell are you supposed to be? I'm vengeance. Okay, what's your thoughts on that? I don't know. I, I legitimately don't know how to feel right now about it. I mean, um, it looks like a different version of Batman than what we've seen before. It's, it's definitely a lot darker than Christian Bale's Batman. It's somewhere around the Tim Burton type of, of, of feel, but... No, 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 no. I would not even... I would not say that. I think that Christian Bale's Batman uh, movie... I think the Christopher Nolan series was probably the darkest we'll see Batman get. You think even worse than, than Batman Returns with Penguin and Catwoman? That wasn't dark. Well, it was dark for its time. I mean, yeah, today it doesn't pull off as being as dark. No, uh, we're looking at all the Batman movies as a whole. The Chris, the Christopher Nolan movies were probably the darkest ones we've seen. Well, this is definitely a lot darker than that. I mean, Christian Bale's at least had some humor in it. I don't really see much humor coming out of these. We're going to have to wait and see. The thing that I'm looking forward to is the little bit the little bits of teases we got and towards the end of the trailer actually which parts did you notice the question marks there at the end well yeah the riddler is the villain i'm wondering what kind of riddler we're going to get uh based upon what i've read he's going to be more of a serial killer slash zodiac type of riddler But what I'm curious about is what kind of Riddler are we going to get? Well, I know you will definitely will not get a Jim Carrey type of Riddler. 
That's for damn sure. I'm intrigued, but at the same time, I've got questions, and I don't even know what exactly yet. Well, I don't know if you noticed. I'm going to need to see more trailers for this. Well, I don't know if you noticed one shot. Um, the one character that they showed standing in the rain, the, the heavier set guy, and also showed him in the car laughing, saying he's crazy. That is, in fact, Mr. Cobblepot Penguin, future Penguin himself. And that is played by none other than Colin Farrell. I figured. So, um, based upon uh, what the director, Matt Reeves, has said, that the movie will feature appearances from many of Batman's uh, gallery of villains, but the Riddler will be the main villain along with Catwoman, and we will see glimpses mainly of Penguin and other villains that will be setups for the sequels. Yeah. So, but, and I gotta well, say... This, I mean, this one's almost a year out, too, so we're gonna get more as time goes on. That comes out March 4th of next year, um, but I gotta say that Pattinson's Batman intrigued me, considering that I didn't think much of him. I see this trailer, and I'm thinking, okay, maybe he can pull off a dark, brooding Bruce Wayne. Yeah, we're going to have to see again. It's a matter of perspective on this one. So we're going to have teaser. to see, Yeah. It makes the movie very much um very much intriguing and uh definitely worth a, a potential look with more trailers to come. But I think we'll be getting more out of um out of Comic-Con uh here next month. All right. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens once Comic-Con comes up. I think we'll get our first Matrix teaser as well with comic-con that's probably what i'm thinking too so uh anyway anyway with that ladies and gentlemen that is a review our our thoughts and opinions on the 20 trailers that we showed you today uh give us your thoughts uh comment on this video please give us a follow on all of our major platforms uh lcareviews.com as well if you want any more info on upcoming podcasts or any written reviews that we have on there uh other than that ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us for another episode of lights camera action podcast that was a pretty fun show. It was a different kind of show. Um, we'll be coming back in a couple weeks with the final part of our Jurassic Park retrospective, where we'll break down Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom, as long as, as long as with our preview of Dominion, which I think by the time we do that podcast, the IMAX preview of the first prologue for Dominion will be out, so we get to kind of break down the prologue that'll be coming out of Dominion, so we can kind of give our thoughts on that as well. All right. So that, again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Lights, Camera, Action, Entertainment Reviews podcast. I am Jason Garbasek here with Mike Winkler, and, well, that's a wrap. Cut and print. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. And coming soon, the final part of our Jurassic Park retrospective as we cover Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Also, be on the lookout for other retrospectives and podcasts in the coming weeks. To read more of our reviews and listen to our podcast, go to lcareviews.com and subscribe to our podcast on all major platforms. 
Thank you for listening to the Lights, Camera, Action Entertainment Reviews Podcast.